What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Morbid <laughs> Message Monday. Turn down the uh, turn down the thunder in the background. It's a little loud. All right, all right. Two out of two green screens said "fuck you." Yeah, maybe what I'll have Matt do instead is send me the intro, mm -hmm. just with transparent instead of. Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome back to Morbid Message Monday. I'm sorry, I am just chipper because I'm so freaking excited to be back. I'm stoked to be back with this. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back with this. So happy. It's been so long, it feels like, you know. Now look at Jake. Now look at Matt. Now look at Jake again. I spent the whole day making this, so like... Matt congrats. fucking killed it with this. How'd you get in the TV now? <laughs> Matt fucking killed this, the and it's only going to get better. We're going to do... Us. We're gonna do even more, but we wanted to get this done because earlier today I go, hey Matt, I had this idea for the thing. And he was like, cool, let me make it. And I was like, God, I wish I would've had this idea sooner. Well, and then but, I you know. was like, fuck yeah. I was like, I was gonna edit today, but fuck it, I'm just gonna do this instead. And it took <laughs> this me is, away. This is way more exciting anyway. So yes, welcome back to Morbid Message Monday. Everyone, I'm so fucking excited. something ooky, terrible, spooky, and awful. You see him in the window right there, in fact, if you're watching, if you're listening. Robert Picton showed up in the window. Today, we're doing our first us? ever serial killer. And he's from Canada. Today, we're talking about Robert Willie Picton. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie, 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 Willie. Is this my picture? Man, so Willie actually goes by Bob at points. He goes by Rob at points. He goes by Robert. It was at very points. confusing while I was researching this because I was like, who the This fuck fucking is this dipshit. Guy? This fucking dipshit had a <laughs> had a pen pal, okay? In the nineteen eighties. Or seventies, I think, actually. It's nineteen seventies. Mm, yeah. And uh, he sent her an audio recording of himself and he called it Bob's memoirs. <laughs> Ugh. Apparently Bob was his business name. Anyway, none of that matters. Guys, how's everybody doing tonight? It's great to see you all. It's good to see you all. I'm so fucking guys. stoked to be back. I'm How are you so, all doing? Yeah, how's everybody feeling tonight? I I think we're going to really jump in because this is a thick. This is going to be a thick series. Oh boy, we're coming back with a series. I love that. We're coming back with at least a two-part series. Probably three or four. I'm, I'm so fucking ready. This one goes Ooh, I'm so excited. It's a thick, dirty series. Matt, you've learned a little bit about Willie Picton. Tell I've me your thoughts. I've learned a lot of things that I didn't want to learn about this man. <laughs> um, I also learned that this area in Vancouver is essentially like the worst place on the planet, apparently. <laughs> Low track, man. Low track, yeah. It's just... <laughs> You always think of Canada and, oh, hey, look, there's Amulet. Speaking Amulet. of Canadians. Good to see you. Um, Speaking yeah. of Canadians. <laughs> it's just a horrible fucking place in Canada. And like, It is terrible. Like, oh, my God, man. Yeah, low so track. Bad. Low East track, East downtown Amulet. Vancouver. <laughs> it's there. It's just 
not right in the center because I had the room thing in front of it that you made. Do you guys like Only... seeing him in the window? Isn't he isn't yeah. he a welcoming presence? Isn't he welcoming. I love that. I think it's great. That's I'm Robert Willie Picton right more. in the window there, by the way. I'm, I'm excited because this this whole this whole setup is completely customizable to whatever the fuck we want. And it's just like custom made by Matt, guys. This is yeah. fucking sick. So stoked about it. The only thing I don't like is that box in the corner. It just does not look right. Which box? The box. The wooden like crate. The actual just, box. In the yeah, corner. the wooden crate. <laughs> Next to the tire, right. fucking strange person. <laughs> I was looking for weird shit that would be sitting in a garage, and so I was like, "Fuck it, here's some tires." He's comforting. He watches you while you sleep. Yeah, he's like Santa Claus. He's like a Canadian pig shit Santa Claus. He brings you um, bacon. He brings you bacon. And murders your family. But folks, I would like to extend to you a viewer discretion for tonight, because. This is a horrific story. Tonight, you're not going to hear as much about the horrible, uh, you know, murders or anything like that. We're going to get into the early life of Robert Willie Picton. So you will have to experience things such as animal mutilation, um, child abuse, and, well, murder. There is still murder. There's, so There's murder. Just um, not by Robert Willie Picton. Go ahead and drink. So... Robert Willie Picton, he's Canada's most notorious serial killer. He's known as the pig farm killer and the butcher. Also known as Little Piggy. I'm just kidding. I just call him that because that's a funny Little Piggy. Little Piggy. Uh, he was convicted for the murder of six women from the infamous East Downtown side of Vancouver, known as the Low Track, and charged with an additional 20 on top of that. But he has confessed to 49 murders 49 murders a lot of them Many. were saying he was just trying to go for 50 yeah yeah i did see that he actually yeah. told somebody in just, prison like oh i wanted to make it an even 50 and by the way i'm going to be doing a terrible canadian accent for willie picton so if it offends you get over it, it. <laughs> get over it <laughs> many of them were sex workers or drug addicts and picton got away with his absolutely absurd amount of murders due to a terrible lack of investigative prowess on the police's end. Now, again, I want to give you all one more warning. This is a horrific story, but you knew that. Yeah. Now, you knew it was going to be bad. Robert Willie Picton was born in 1949 in Port Coquitlam, Canada. Uh, he was brought into the earth by Leonard and Louise Picton one year after his sister and a year prior to his brother, Dave. Dave is a piece of shit. Linda, on the other hand, is the smartest member of this entire family. Now, Picton himself was a scrawny little rat-faced, let's call him slow individual. He's a piece of shit. He, is, he, he was really stupid. Is really stupid. He's still alive. His birth was a bit of a challenge as... Uh, the umbilical cord had wrapped around his neck to the point of where they thought he might have suffered brain damage. Now, they never found any actual evidence of this, but, I mean, in 1949, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I was going to say, did they even damage. have the means to look for it? I mean, I, Well, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know about the McDonald triad triangle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like the three things that can make a, a person a serial killer? Right. One of which is, you know, oftentimes a head injury Mm -hmm. causing brain damage so maybe maybe we're seeing that but in general 
He doesn't have a lot of the traits that many other serial killers have. He was not one that really abused animals. Uh, he wasn't a constant bedwetter or anything like that. And he didn't suffer any particular head trauma. Now, other than this, perhaps, he was very obsessed with his mom. I mean, he had a weird obsession with his mom. And and don't get me wrong. We all love our moms, right? I mean, I do. I, right. I, I, I do. I know you do. Some people don't, but hey, that's all right. It's true. There are some people who do not. He was obsessed with his mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name was Louise or Helen Louise Picton. Mm-hmm. Now, I will I will preface with saying there's not a whole lot on Robert Picton's early life, especially because during the investigation, you're not allowed in Canada to release a lot of details about killers right? Um, to the press or anything like that. Uh, however, I did pick up a copy of on the farm by Stevie Cameron, which is an absolutely fantastic book thus far. I'm two chapters in <laughs> much more about the early life than I thought uh, oh, there was. So for, from what you're going to hear today, that is mm-hmm. mainly from on the farm by Stevie Cameron, which is an incredible book. Definitely go check it out. Super good for any true crime nerds out there. Very, very good. Right. Anyway, back to the story. Now, Louise Picton was a very domineering woman. She was short, stout, and had a temper, an attitude. She was very business forward, and she really, really pushed uh, the Picton family into the success that they ended up seeing later on. Now, she was so domineering, in fact, that she covered up a case of vehicular manslaughter perpetrated by Dave Picton. She wasn't, she wasn't a good lady. Not a good lady. No. no. We'll, we'll get more into that. In a little bit. <laughs> now, Louise Picton had a shrill, high-pitched voice, but she was loud. Uh, and again, domineering, and she was very, very defensive of her kids. Okay. Her kids. Love them. <laughs> now, her face was round, and she herself was short and stout. She had no teeth. They'd all rotted out. So, mm, she's like, yeah, yeah, she's a dick. Coming all the way. But can you imagine this? She just, she got, she got a shrill, a sweet, but and she can't talk. You know, so can, you can just can imagine you just, that screaming at you from across yeah, the farm, and it's in, and actually being afraid. Is it a pig? You're afraid of this woman because she <laughs> will. I mean, she'll she'll cover up for your crimes. And we'll get into that in a little bit. She had she had so that you know Canadian accent. That's what I said for those of you wondering. Right. That's now, that's it. That's the accent. Yeah, it led her to being pretty unintelligible in what she was saying. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of neighbors uh, in the neighborhood remember like they just she's an unforgettable person because you couldn't understand what she was saying. Um, and she was oftentimes very, very business forward, very serious person. However, oh, now here's something trying else to about do a business deal with a woman like that. Oh, I know. <laughs> and she was seriously. The Pictons were actually very, very no, successful. I mean, they farmers. had they had a very good farm. Like they did. You'll you'll learn about how good this farm was. Too good, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and and all of this is due in part to Louise Picton because listen, Leonard Picton, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about more in a moment, was oh, very was much out of the picture. He, he was yeah, fucking he like was, old as hell. Was, 
I think he was 77 when he met Louis Picton. Ooh. Yeah. It was something like that. I don't have an exact detail. I, I was reading about Ooh. it earlier. But decided to leave it out. It was disgusting. He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very uh, bleh, gross. Anyway, <laughs> now, Louise Picton had some very strange qualities about her. Super strange. Uh, one of which was a very thick goatee. She had Ugh. a full goatee. <laughs> and a very thick mustache that she never did a damn thing about. And you know what? You know what? Girl boss, whatever. If you want to have a goatee, like you're that's describing fine. a goat. Slowly <laughs> but surely, you're describing a goat with no teeth. That was, I'm going to have a goatee if I want to, and you're not going to tell me anything. Goatee with no molars. Exactly. Oh. No, no, she really like she let all of her teeth run out, and so did Leonard. I mean, they were they were pretty much walking talking. His family did not keep up with themselves like at all. Everybody but Linda. We'll yeah. say Linda, Linda. She oh, she's a smart one. Yeah, Linda over there. Linda, 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 Linda had Linda had the good. She had the good one. Yeah, she was she was the smart one. Now, mm-hmm. Louise Picton also had lost most of her hair. She would cover it up with a kerchief. So she had little patches of hair all over her. I mean, if you can just see this woman, it's fucking terrifying. She always wore a cotton house dress over a pair of men's jeans. Right. So, I mean, honestly, and, and this this comparison was made by our friends over the last podcast on the left, but imagine the Canadian version of the Texas Chainsaw family. Right. But real and like in existence, it, these people exist. Listening to this story, the more I listened to it, the more I like read into it. It, it just, it seemed like this is something that shouldn't have like, like it couldn't have existed. I, it it, did. Dude, I mean, a lot of this seems like, okay, you're really trying too hard to be spooky. You're trying too hard to be scary. Like if you see this mm-hmm. in a horror script, it's like, okay, calm down. Like we got to tone it down. People aren't going to believe this. Right. This is going to be rated <laughs> NC-17 if we keep going. Exactly. No one could ever recall seeing her in any sort of normal shoes. Mm -hmm. She would only ever wear large gum boots. And if you're wondering what gum boots are, they're like industrial rain boots. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) it made her waddle like a duck. (laughs) Basically everywhere she went, she kind of waddled like a little duck. Now, Louise Picton would also go on to basically be culpable for the murder of a 14-year-old boy. That boy's name was Tim Barrett. And here comes some viewer discretion. 14-year-old boy oh, Timmy. is going to die. Yeah. Good old Timmy Barrett. Oh, you remember the story, old Timmy Barrett? I heard Louis Picton murdered him. Oh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mess with no Louis Picton. She'll she'll fucking eat you. Anyway, Tim Barrett was walking near the Picton's farm one day when he was hit by a truck. By the driven by the then seventeen uh, year old Dave Picton, oh, Dave. and I got, I'm, we're just jumping right in. Yeah, uh, a little bit of backstory on Tim Barrett. Tim Barrett's parents actually were both doctors at the mental hospital that was just up the way from the Picton's farm because Port right. Coquitlam was generally a very um, rich kind of neighborhood filled with doctors, especially those working at the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents were the same. They were, I believe, Air Force doctors. Right, right. Uh, something like that. So he lived uh, a couple blocks away from mm-hmm. the Pictons. Now, I don't know why Dave Picton hit him with the truck, 
because he hit him from behind. So I well, can't, I don't so think he was. Everything I that think, I yeah. found said that it was because he was just an inexperienced driver and not paying attention. So it, it a lot of the, the hearsay seems to be that like, he just didn't know, like he hit him, he got ah. out. He was like, oh my God, I hit somebody. He didn't know what to do. Oh no, what do I do? I'm Dave right. Dickton. So he went home to mama and mm. that's where this continues because <laughs> mama knew shit started to happen because, you know, he just, he hit the kid and he didn't, he didn't know. He didn't know what to do. Here's the thing though. Dave Picton is a fucking piece of shit. No, of course. So I, I thoroughly believe that Dave Picton just ran him down. Well, and it's, I think it's because there was, there was so many negligent like things that happened with like this whole family. Like they were just never investigated properly. So God, no. Oh God. Right. So oh I just, I don't God. think they ever got to like finding out why or how that happened. No, no, they didn't. Right. Now, like Matt said, Tim, uh, who was just run down by Dave Picton, that big mm-hmm. fucking stinky piece of shit at the age of 17. And this is a little bit fast forwarding, obviously we're going to go a little in and out on time periods. Just kind of have to go with us on this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Now, Tim was already presumed dead at that point by uh, Dave Pickton uh, due to severe hemorrhaging from his head. Now, <laughs> Dave went home to mama and dad, actually. You know, yeah. Leonard was in on this as well. And instead of calling the ambulance or calling the police or anything like, oh, my God, there was an accident, they went into what? Full-on cover-up mode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they went beyond cover-up mode. Uh, I read a little bit more about this earlier, so this is going to be a little bit off of what I wrote here, but um, Dave, or Leonard and Luis both were like, okay, first of all, Dave, you need to take this truck over to our garage, or I'm sorry, let me try to mute. Dave, you need to take the truck over to the garage. What are you going to do over at the garage? You're going to ask him, you're going to tell him, okay, a pole hit your car. What hit your car was a pole, okay? All right. Now, it wasn't going to be a boy. You didn't hit a boy. You hit a pole. A pole hit it. However, the dent on the side of his car where he hit Tim Barrett was perfectly bowl-shaped. So you can't really say it Well, was they went so far to tell him to, like, repaint it, like, do all sorts mm-hmm. of shit to cover it up. Absolutely. He was like, make sure they paint over it. And get. Uh-huh. And here's the thing about the Pictons. They're walking, talking garbage people. Like, yeah. 200%. This truck was probably covered in pig shit and it had dents all over it. And even, right. even the guy who worked at the garage was like, this is strange. Why do you care all of a sudden? There's dents all over your car. Why do you want this one car? Right. Why does it matter dent? now? Exactly. And they had uh, tried to paint over the dent where the blood was with red house paint for whatever reason. Imagine that conversation. Why do you care about this now? Well, this that, that was a kid. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. He said, oh, it was a telephone pole. It just ran and hit my car, hit my yeah. car. And he seemed like car. really nervous and like excitable. That's what the, the, the man said in his recollection. Right, right. Now. <laughs> okay. So Dave goes to the garage and, and, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, Dave, you know, like we'll, we'll fix it up, whatever. We'll just knock this dent out. But the, you know, the, the mechanic was like, you know, well, Dave, uh, you know, normally there's dents all over the car. They could fix this themselves, but I, I went ahead and did it anyway. So Dave goes back. Luis Picton, poor fucking Tim Barrett. Luis Picton was tasked with handling the body. Okay. 
Louise picked I don't even want to say she was tasked. She just took it on. <laughs> she yeah, she just fucking domineered. She said, "You know what? I'm going to do this." She went over to Tim Barrett's body. She saw him there, and without even thinking, she rolled him into a ditch, a ditch with about what two inches of water. I think is what something like it that. was something like that. But she she also saw that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. So this well, actually, kid was. No. She didn't see that he was alive. Did she not? Everything I read said she saw she, he was alive. Oh, well, may, maybe you're right. Yeah. But she rolled him into the ditch nonetheless. Now, amazingly enough, Tim Barrett was still alive. Yeah. Yes, he had bruises, beats, like beatings. I mean, he was hemorrhaging from his head. But the uh, medical examiner, the, the guy who did the autopsy said, like, mm-hmm. those things would not have killed him. In fact, he would have been pretty much fine. He would have fully recovered. He would have fully recovered. So what did Tim Barrett die of, Matt? He drowned. He drowned. In two inches of water. Yeah. Two inches of water. Because in, even in though a he, ditch. Right. Even though he wasn't dead, he was basically immobilized. Yeah. Broken oh, bones, head trauma. If he would have got up from this, he would have had some problems, obviously. Right, right. But like he there was enough to keep him to where he couldn't roll himself over and like get out of the water. So he, he drowned. He drowned. Literally. Yeah. Which, and and it's like, here's the thing about Louise Picton. She could not have cared less. No, she just rolled him into the ditch. Just rolled him into the ditch because, oh, my, my, my little Davy. Oh, no, my little Davy. Well, and you can tell she didn't care because she just rolled him into a ditch right next to where he was hit. Who the she fuck does that? She didn't think to say, okay, how, you know, <laughs> is he okay? In the, in the yeah. an ambulance. Well, and in the history of serial killers, instead of thinking, I should take him a mile away and hide the body. <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to push and call it good. Now in On the Farm, there's a really, really detailed account mm-hmm. of his father, like finding his body super depressing. I decided to leave that out. But Tim Barrett died uh, yes. at the age of 14. He did. Now. This was mainly due in part to Louise Picton. Dave Picton started it, but Louise Picton very much murdered this 14-year-old boy. Yeah, because technically, like, Dave didn't kill him. No, he didn't kill him. He just mortally wounded him. Yeah, he just wounded him really bad. Really bad. Could have maybe even paralyzed him, but he didn't kill him. Yeah, it was was Mama. It was Mama Picton all along. Now, uh, Dave did get in trouble for this. He actually did because the police, uh, well, well, because the mechanic was reading in the newspaper the next day that there was a hit and run that killed a 14 year old boy. Uh, And he immediately thought of Dave Picton. Why did Dave Picton come in for this? And why did this, that, that, and this, you know what I mean? So that boy just wanted the dent removed from the dentist (laughs) fucking car I've ever seen. Yeah. He wanted the dent removed from the pig shit covered car. That's just fucking destroyed anyway. So (laughs) fuck it. Uh, so he told the police and here's what happened. Mm. Dave Picton did get in trouble. You want to know what his punishment was, everybody? You want mm. to know? You really want to know? I do want to know. He was convicted of not staying at the scene of an accident. Yeah. Yeah. His license was revoked until he was 21 years old. Oh, poor Dave Picton. I mean, to be fair, oh, like no. it would have been hard for them to get him on the murder charge vehicular manslaughter that's true vehicular manslaughter would have been the next anything else yeah anything else and run there's crime there's a million different things true now this story was recalled by lisa yelds Mm -hmm. and is what many believe was a seminal moment showing willie picton that you cannot be prosecuted without evidence of wrongdoing 
Mm-hmm. Now, let's be real. Did the cops try here? Not really. No. They they were like, okay, well, he's dead and, you know, whatever. The Picton boy did it. They have a lot of money. Let's he, just let We him slapped go. his wrist. We're good. We slapped his wrist. He can't drive till he's 21. That way he can drink when he's driving. Anyway. <laughs> At 17, he's an adult. Well, it's actually kind of true in Canada. That this is was like 1970. Could have been younger back no, then. This was like, ni- he was born in 1950, uh, Dave yeah. Picton was. So this would have been 1970. No, 1967 mm-hmm. is when this happens. I don't know true. what, the, what the, the day would have been like Very true. Uh, back then. But, you know, he wasn't prosecuted nonetheless, and Louise Pickton got away with murder as a result. I mean, this, I, I'm not over-exaggerating when I say this. Oh, she did. She got away with she, it. She got away with murder. They never like even They never really even looked at her. And how did people know that Louise Pickton was culpable for this? Well, she told them. Mm-hmm. She told uh, a men, She told a lot, uh, family friends and stuff like that. And She bragged kid, about it. She did. She bragged about it. She even told the kid, like, don't mess with me because, you know, this is what's going to happen to you. I'll roll your ass into a ditch. Roll your ass into a ditch. Now, another fond memory of mm-hmm. Willie's. <laughs> this one, okay, so this one upset me. Yeah. This I, one was, absolutely. This, this, this is that thing, like, this is that thing you know in a story where, like, things were already teetering on the edge mm-hmm. and it just pushed this is the and real making a murderer. Yeah, aspect. that was it. This, this is this is very strongly probably where Willie was pushed mm-hmm. to his limit and driven to be a murderer later in life. Yeah. Now Willie, uh, he was working the farm obviously, so he was saving up his money, and he saved up enough money to go pick himself up a prized pet. It was his calf, his black and white calf that he was so proud of. He loved this cow. He said, I am going to keep this cow for the rest of my life because I just Mm -hmm. love this cow so much. Well, one day. (laughs) Got it for a dollar. Yeah, he got it for, he got it for a dollar. But back then, that's, you know, he saved up his money. This is like 19, I think he was 12. So it was like 1961, I think, because he was born in 49. So, you know, yeah, it was, it was like his, this was his prized possession. He loved this cow. Right. You know, he probably did some horrible, we're not going to get into that. Anyway, now, Willie Pickton went home and he was concerned. You know, he went into his room and his cow's not there. Mm-hmm. Where's my cow? You know, I love this cow. Where the fuck is my cow? Right. So he goes to his mom. His mom doesn't know where the cow is. And he goes to Dave. Dave doesn't know where the cow is. Lynn doesn't know idea where the cow is. And so he goes to Leonard. Uh, Leonard Pickton, who was, you know, his father. Uh, and his, his father, a real piece of shit, known as Piggy by yeah, he the, was, the local farmers. He was a total ass. A total fucking piece of shit. Abusive, yeah. horrible man. Yeah, he was Awful. horrible. Old as shit, but still mm-hmm. somehow horrifically abusive. Now, Leonard was like, I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is, Willie. I don't know. And he was like, well, like, can you help me find him? He's like, well... Maybe you should go look in the slaughterhouse. Go look in the in in the barn. In the barn. That's what he said. Right. And uh, Willie Pickton, twelve years. I think he was twelve. Years, I don't know the exact age. If you want, yeah. if you want to fact check me on that, go ahead. Um, uh, he went into the slaughterhouse and he found his prized cow, his calf, his baby calf, mm-hmm. with a hook in it, slaughtered, yeah. butchered by Leonard Piggy Pickton. Daddy killed the cow. Daddy killed the cow. In fact, there this was so fucked up. Yeah, it it's 
It's awful. And this is the a one direct it has. It, seriously, why would you do that? It's like you know you're making a sociopath, right? Like you're literally turning him into what he's about to become. Uh, he wanted and, the veal. And he, I don't know if they even ate it because Willie was so fucking hurt. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't. And and you know, the Pictons as as a family were already so popular and and, and help mm-hmm. not helpful, but um wow, successful, successful as farmers. Yes. Uh, so it's like, you know, a calf isn't going to be shit. So he did it. Now, this is a direct quote from Willie Picton. That was a good dollar for the calf. You can go buy another. And I says, no, I was going to keep that calf for the rest of my life. And now it's gone. That really upset me. But that happens. That's life. I mean, we're only here for so long. And your time is over. Your time is over. That's it. That's the word. That's the words that made him a serial killer. That's right there. When your time is over, your time is over. He, like, this man has zero value for human life. No, like no. Zero. Well, the only thing he had value over was slaughtered by his father. And his mom even offered to give him like $20, like go get a new calf. But he didn't talk to anybody for, I believe, four days. Right. So, you know, it was just, uh, gosh, can yeah. you just like imagine like what a monster? Why would you do that to him? Right. Like what, what in their mind told them to do that? Yeah, exactly. Like what what the fuck is wrong with Leonard Picton to go like, Oh, you know what? Today I'm going to fucking ruin Willie. Let's ruin Willie. I feel like killing a cow. Yeah. I feel like murdering his, uh, his prized (laughs) calf. This is a great idea. Love this. He just got it. I think it needs to have a hook inside of it. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Leonard Picton, uh, to get a little bit more detail, he was distant, but when he was around, he was incredibly abusive. Right. I mean, he treated, he, he was really abusive towards Willie, less so towards Dave and, and pretty much non-existent towards Linda. Again, Linda right. was the only one of this entire family. that. Well, so Linda didn't live with them. Not, not immediately. Like yeah. she, after a while, moved out. Right. She moved out. I, I forgot where she moved she to. She moved to Vancouver. She, yeah, Vancouver. So she was, she was kind of safe. She she got out when she yeah. pretty much could, yeah. um, like as quickly smart, as she could. Because, you know, when her. you live with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, you want to get out of there mm-hmm. uh, if you're a normal person. Mm-hmm. Now, they had, uh, so Luis and Leonard owned a pig farm, obviously. Right. Um, and they had their kids, Dave and Robert, Willie, work for the farm since they were pretty young. Um, so far as like they've pretty much been working the farm their entire lives. Something that I uh, neglected to put in here is that is Luis started a um, meat locker business. Oh yes, the freezer. Uh, called, yeah, B and C. Uh, mm-hmm. So she would store, you know, all the everybody's meats in her meat locker. Yeah, uh, and it was actually a very lucrative business. And this is one of the ways that the Pictons became kind of a, a household name, a stinky ass household name. Like everybody well, knew and it they was, were. It was a big industrial like freezer. Like they she they had, could like, store. Yeah, they could ones. store hundreds of carcasses. Yeah. So it, it worked. It was great. You know, for somebody who never changed their clothes and, and stuff. Yeah. Was, oh, oh, God. I don't know. Maybe that was more acceptable back then. You yeah. Know, the FDA wasn't really a, a thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the 60s. Wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's very true. Uh, again, Linda was the only one in the entire family that went on to be any sort of normal person, and that's by Picton standards, and that's mm-hmm. because she moved away from the Picton house as far as soon as she fucking could. She was out. She was like, I'm getting out of here. This is yeah. over. She was smart. Again, 
Leonard Picton was called Piggy because of his affinity, affinity for pigs. He actually liked his nickname quite a bit. Well, he, he liked loved being pigs. known as Piggy. He did. He loved pigs. In fact, they had about 700 pigs on their farm. Mm-hmm. And these pigs free roamed. They'd come oh, to yeah. the house. They would just hang out. Yes, they would. They would just roam all over. Who gives yeah. a shit? And it's so crazy. I, oh, God. Oh, can you imagine the smell? No, the stink. The stink. The fact that they track everything in with them. Like, you just slop the pigs and they come back in the house just trailing it all over the place. Oh, God. They live in... They, they, these are pig people. Yeah, this and, was a know, very filthy place. This could be seen as something, you know, cute to like the right hipster or something like that. Oh, he lives with his pigs. That's great. He's natural. Like, he loves that. These are not that those kind of people. This, this is a unhealthy pig. obsession with yeah. their pigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The worst. Gross. Now, Dave and Willie were very, very, very stinky. But before I get into that, the Picton home was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrific. Uh, Willie lived in the basement. Yep. Dave had a room upstairs. Uh, their living room uh, actually didn't have any furniture in it. The only furniture they had in the living room was a fucking mattress. Yeah. It's just one single mattress uh, in the living room. And again, the pigs were allowed inside. The pigs were everywhere. Oh. They'd run around. They'd shit. They would just disgust. It's the shit you see in a movie. It is. Again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, they, right. you got, there's... It's some so very bad. like staunch similarities. It's just right. the Canadian Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but <laughs> Dave and Willie, your bed. Oh. Uh, uh, God, just can you? The smell. Like, no. why would you? Why would you do that? No, no. And how does that feel normal to you? No, it, it couldn't. There's no way that could feel normal. I'm no. sorry. Now, Dave and Willie, uh, they wore the same clothes every day. And actually, mm-hmm. the entire family, other than Linda, wore the yeah. same clothes every day. And they're all oh, fucking Linda, look at you over there. You think you're so much better than us. And then she left. She had but, two pairs of clothes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she had two pairs. <laughs> exactly. They wore the same clothes. Yeah. Every day. And it was like a flannel jeans, boots. They never took their boots off. It was a big thing. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. take their boots off when they were bathing. It was Ugh. disgusting. When, you, when and if they bathed. Yeah, when and if they bathed. And well, Willie. He did not bathe. He wasn't a man of bathing. In he fact, the like house it. didn't have a shower. Yeah. So there's, you know, the house didn't have a shower. They did have a one tub and Willie would take a bath once a month. And this went on into his later life. Now, as you can um, probably have guessed by now, Willie wasn't very good in school like, mm. at all. He was terrible in school, actually. Um, and he dropped out of school in ninth grade. And I believe at the time he was uh, 15. Yeah, it was like 14. And he or 15. had just finally gotten through eighth grade. So, yeah. And in fact, the story yeah. of how he got kicked out of school is hilarious. So, uh, there's a place called the Cracker Shack, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Willie got, have you, have you ever seen those like weird little nudie pens? Like the pens. From like way back in the day, they were, and they, and you know, you'd flip it upside down and the lady's dress would go down and like, there was like oh, a naked lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he brought that to school and the principal, oh, good. principal found him and was like, what the fuck, dude, what the fuck? You can't be doing that. And he threatened to beat his ass and he threatened to kick him out of school. Okay. Now, Willie didn't like school anyway. 
He was terrible at school. He was dumb as fuck. Willie, Willie Picton is a goddamn moron. The only thing he's good at is pigs. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the only thing and he's good not at to be mean. Pigs. He's, he was very stupid. Yeah, he's an incredibly stupid. I don't, I don't give a fuck if it's mean. I would bully Willie Picton every goddamn day of the week. By the end of the series, fuck. you'll, you'll hate this, this person. Oh my God, you will. You'll despise them. Oh man. But you know, uh, d- anyway, so he was in school. He had the nudie pen. The principal said, give me the nudie pen. He said, hell no, you kicked me out of school. I don't, you whatever. So he got kicked out of school in ninth grade. Right. Now, Louise Picton was like, fuck yeah. Or, <laughs> which means, yeah, Willie, you get to work full time now. He gummed at the and, opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie was sent to be an apprentice. Butcher. We'll get Butcher more into that later. Yeah. Now, in the time that Willie was in school, however, he and Dave would both go home two to three times a day to slop mm-hmm. the pigs for a total of about four slops a day. Now, if you're wondering what slopping pigs is, it's feeding them, basically. Yeah. You're just giving them corn mash. and, and just, It's amazing that they were able to leave school and do that so much. They, they didn't give a fuck about school. It was 15 yeah. in eighth grade. Well, no, I, mean, I well, yeah, no, I understand. Like the school not caring. That's what I'm talking about. Well, the school didn't care. The, the Pictons had a rural reputation. Yeah, I suppose the reputation people. would precede them. And now, weirdly enough, Dave actually went on to graduate, uh, mm-hmm. but and he had a fairly normal life. Even though Dave, the only difference between Dave and Willie is Dave had any sort of charisma, or not charisma. Um, charm i guess he could talk to people yeah dave had girlfriends and dave had friends and stuff like that he would like it was weird because he smelled the same as willie he wore the same things every single day like he was the stinky ass motherfucker but for some reason people would kind of take in an, an affinity like them to dave yeah and which is oh oh especially because dave again he, he's he made not same, yeah yeah, he may not have been a serial killer, but he's still a real piece of shit. He was a piece monster. of shit, and he smelled like shit. Like, I mean, why do you hang out with that? But I guess some people are attracted to that. <laughs> I fucking guess. I feel like he just had a car, right. and everybody was like, "Oh, Dave." That's what it was. It was it was the car, or it was the it was the money from the farm. Who knows what it was? Yeah, he was he was pig rich. <laughs> pig rich. <laughs> Big rich. Now, before we get into more on Dave, Willie actually had an, a, uh, what is it? A, wow, what the fuck is it? An irrational fear of yes. showers. He did. He was terrified of them. Like, horrified of showers, especially of water hitting his face. <laughs> he couldn't stand the idea of water hitting his face or a shower. I wonder what whatsoever. it is that caused that. There's somebody for everybody. You know what, Z-Rimmers? Dave Picton was a, yeah, he was a real Casanova of the Pictons, you know? I loved him. I loved him. <laughs> Indirect Steak, hi, hello. Hey, what's going on, Indirect Steak? Panic Commander, I mean, country. So what, what does cause that, though? Like, car and the ability to drive. Right. What does cause that? A fear of being hit in the face by water? I don't know. He's probably full of shit. So, but yeah, he had hydrophobia to an extent. But the other thing that uh, Willie Picton said later in life is that he may not have had a sense of smell. He didn't, he couldn't smell anything. I think that's bullshit. And I think he just really? knew that anytime he went into a room, everything would die because he smelled so bad. Interesting. Because he couldn't smell it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. well, I mean, eventually you become nose blind to it. So I guess. I mean, I just, how can you become nose blind? I just don't know. 
Oh, yeah, I know you heard I that know. sound. Away. That's all right. I had forgotten yeah. to turn it off. I don't know if you could become that nose blind because like, I mean, some people could become like nose blind to like their houses and stuff, but like body odors and then like pig shit and like just the, the combination of like how God awful that person had to smell. Mm-hmm. Could you possibly go nose, nose blind to that? Now, Dave, we'll get, we'll get back to Dave Picton now. Oh, wait, there was one more thing. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor yes. that went around that Willie, when he wanted to go to his quiet place, when he wanted to oh, God. essentially shit, meditate, man. that he needed to get away from everybody, okay? like So like when the calf was butchered, Willie would hide in a carcass of a gutted boar, literally laying down in it like, this He'd is my quiet place. Crawl on in there, man. Mm, crawl the thunder on gra- The thunder sound is built into the uh, stream. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a that's part of the the screen. Anyway, um, he would yeah, crawl so, into uh, a gutted boar. Like you've seen Star Wars, right? You've seen yeah, Star Wars. You, 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 Bantha. No, not Bantha. What is it? Oh, called? it's a Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Yeah, there we go. He crawled into it, but this kid would like actively scooch himself into the chest cavity of a dead boar, mm-hmm. and just inside of his room, enjoy the silence. Which is the basement, by the way. Yeah, so he had this dead carcass in his room and he would just crawl inside of it. And and you already know that Willie Picton is a stinky motherfucker, but he lived in a basement in Port Coquitlam that would flood in yeah. the spring. So he had mold oh, everywhere. Fuck. His mattress just had a big black line across the entire thing. Just the more you read about it and the more you think about it, you mm. just realize how ungodly, unsanitary, like horrific this fucking place was absolutely like disgusting so bad i couldn't so even bad. i couldn't even okay just ugh. but then again this is a rumor it sounds like one of those like town rumors oh yeah the old picton farm you know really he liked sleeping in the boars i just wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it though i wouldn't either not with not with what we've with the way that this this happens like with the way it works like it just i don't i wouldn't doubt it yeah Yep. It's, mm, nope. No, 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 no. Now, <laughs> Dave Picton, we already know he's a real piece of shit. He essentially got away with vehicular manslaughter, uh, allegations of sexual assault. He was friends with the Hells Angels, like all sorts of just bleh, awful, awful, awfulness. <laughs> Dave Picton had something really funny about him, though. <laughs> he, he sounded, especially when he was trying to be serious, he sounded like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> You remember Elmer Fudd? <laughs> <laughs> you talk like that. He was a Bill L. You know, Bill go. Well, there were questions that he wasn't like all there, you know, like he was also kind of stupid. Yeah. Not only was he abusive, but, you know, he was very just not intelligent. My dad has a good point. The whole family should have died of dysentery. I don't know how they How didn't. they fucking didn't. I don't know, man. I just, it's, I don't know. It's beyond me. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Don't get it. Now, a little bit later down the road, some tragedy struck the Pictons. On New Year's, oh my God, I can't remember when he died. I don't fucking care. Leonard died at the ripe age of how old do you think Leonard was when he died? Wasn't he like 80 or something? He was 91. Oh, he lasted longer than I thought. He was 91, and I don't remember the exact year. You know what? (sighs) Hold on. Leonard... Damn, he lived on how? 
Leonard Picton death date. When did he die? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's so hard to find. Leonard Picton. Leonard Picton. Let me just Google Leonard Picton. I mean, he was a complete and total piece of shit. He died shit, in 1978. But... New Year's Day of 1978. So, what did that make him? That was like... He was 91. Or, or Willie? Yeah. Willie was, I believe... No, 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 no. no. Not Willie. I'm oh. sorry. Um, His dad, yeah. Okay. So, Willie was 19, though, when he died. Okay. Now... <laughs> At this point, he was already so fucked up, it's beyond... Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was no fixing... <laughs> There was no, no fixing anything, so. No, and he was 91, you know, and, and right. Luis, like I said, she'd married him much later down the line. Now, that's not the only horrible thing that happened to mm. the Picton family. That year, the same year, one of their pickeries caught on fire, mm. killing about 600 pigs. Now, can you imagine, though? That's a lot of pigs. What, so, I know we're talking a lot about smells here, but can you imagine what that smelled like? 600 burning pigs. 600 burning pigs. I'm, mm, I don't know. I might be a little hungry after that, dude. Yeah, you know, it might smell good the for the first like part. But you have to also understand that like, it's also burning shit. It is burning shit. So it's burning shit. It's, true. it's burning hair. It's burning mm-hmm. slop. Bacon. It, it's true. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong there. There's a steak. Stank, stank bacon. Stank bacon. Yes, stank bacon. You heard it here first. That's that's the official term for it. The pig shit that was on fire was known as stank bacon. (laughs) So gross. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) The sound of the pigs in death throats while the fire raged in the smells. (laughs) Now, what does McDonald use to make their food? Stank bacon. 600 burning pigs and everything around it. Yeah, no, I mean, (sighs) that's the thing. They lost one of their piggeries. So, you know, Willie naturally is very upset about this Mm -hmm. um, because he loved him some pigs. Now, that was his his flock. April 1st, 1979. The domineer, the horrible, (laughs) the awful, the fucking, I don't even know what to call her, the goateed woman. Luis passes away. The goateed woman. (laughs) <laughs> the did she take her goatee with her? Boots. She did. She did never the go with her. Thing, man, she kept it. She kept it the whole time. God. She passed away. 1979. So many confusing things to try to have a conversation with with that woman. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, once Louise and Leonard passed away, uh, the farm was split between the three children. Yep. Uh, Dave and Linda didn't really want it. <laughs> they, they were like, okay, you know, Dave had his little plans with it, but Linda was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to get rid of much, as much as I can. Oh, she didn't, family. she didn't give a shit. She just wanted to be she gone. She wanted to get the fuck out. She, she was smart. To be out. I want to I reiterate, Linda right. is smart. Um, But in time, they decided to sell off portions of their family's land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this is it's so, a good penny. You make a good penny. So fucking infuriating. <laughs> we won't actually talk about that just yet. Um, but uh Willie, uh he was left uh some hmm, some interesting things. So he they were all left with, I believe, ten thousand dollars. Right. Uh and that was nineteen seventy-nine money. But Willie was actually uh promised ten thousand more just ten years down the line. That was that was uh, one of the the things. Now again, the they were all left pieces of the farm. Gotcha. Yeah, and in 1994, from 1994 to 1995, 
mm-hmm. Willie and Dave actually sold parts of their land to an urban developer for some of like five million dollars. Jesus. So it's so, big fucking money back then. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge but, money back then. But they, they started selling off land earlier than that as well. And they were, again, they were right. kind of shrewd business people to an extent. Now, Willie started a new farm um, uh, and believe he just moved to a different area. He, mm-hmm. he bought a trailer, he put it on there. And um, a former farm worker named Bill Hicks, Hiscox uh, Bill recalls Hiscox. Willie being quiet and quite strange. He actually had a 600 pound boar that was basically his guard dog. Literally, this pig would chase you down like a Rottweiler. Yeah, right. 10K in 1979 is roughly 38 to 39,000. Yeah, exactly. And it's pretty good considering, you know, all it was was them dying. And right. like, you know, obviously they have the land there. And Port Coquitlam ended up being a very, very like sought after place to live uh, in, Which is in so British Columbia. Yeah, and it's fucking strange. Well, it's not actually. I mean, it was very well off. The Pictons were just the horrible people who happened. They were the they were the horrible chunk there. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, whatever, whatever (laughs) the case was, you know. Anyway, Willie had a a pig that would chase you down like a Rottweiler. He also recalled Willie having a converted bus Mm -hmm. with heavily tinted windows. Mm. And this this will come more into play in episode two. We'll we'll get more into that uh, as we go. However, at this point, we're we're gonna we're gonna just um, we're gonna go over a couple more details about his early life, and then we're gonna get to where we're going. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. Now, once the uh, Pictons pass away, the three the three kids went into different lines of work. Dave went into construction, particularly mm-hmm. glazing. Not sure why. Linda went into business and left everyone behind because she's smart. (laughs) She was smart. And Willie. She's very smart. Well, old Willie Pickton. He went in. I think you can guess. Yeah, he went into a peculiar business. Just kidding. It's not peculiar for him. He went into the butchering business. He started growing hemp. (laughs) He started (laughs) growing hemp. That's what he was doing. He was growing hemp. Now, when, when, you know, we're, we're coming back, but when Willie right. started his apprenticeship as a butcher, he was actually not a big fan of butchering animals. He didn't no. like it. How could you, you know? be after your father butchered your favorite friend? <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, but in time, Willie kind of took a shine to it. Uh, in fact, he was a quite talented butcher. He was kind of known for being a great butcher in the area, slaughtering animals. Uh, He actually, at one point, uh, was able to butcher as many as two dozen animals in a day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's quite a few. And and the thing is, Willie, um, you know, he still ran the farm after his parents Mm -hmm. passed away. um, But so did Dave. And they shared the farm in a way. And Dave and Willie... Uh, they decided they wanted to make it a chop shop mm-hmm. and they made it a chop shop for the hell's angels angels chapter in vancouver hell's angels don't mock me don't you fucking laugh at me um you're talking like lewis and lois 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 victim helen Oh, Helen, oh, what Helen. are you saying? I can't understand a goddamn thing you're saying over there, Helen. Gumming. <laughs> Just gumming it. Just gumming it. But, yeah, so so they decided to make it a chop shop. So, obviously, the farm went into disrepair. There were right. broken cars everywhere. and, and, and Fell just apart. 
it was a bad place to be. You know, it was often frequented by the hell's angels. So mm-hmm. I mean, that alone is probably a pretty bad thing. Right. Um, now, a lot of people said that Dave was the one who, who ran the chop shop. It was just his, really his idea. Dave was Mr. Unpopular. You know, I know, I know scary people and, and I, you know, I have girlfriends and I was, right. he's very much like the attention he seeker. Was the where, popular stinky one. <laughs> exactly. But Willie was the one who actually ran the day to day. He was the, the busy bee shop. stinky one. <laughs> he was the busy bee stinky one. Yeah, he was, the, he was the busy bee stinky one. But uh, they would often hire. Um, and this is, this is again, this is a viewer discretion. Uh, mm-hmm. I, some would call it a trigger warning, but he would, uh, they would often hire um, some mentally handicapped folks from the hospital mm-hmm. uh, down the road uh, to do work for them. And one kid recalled Willie saying, hey, stay after, you know, stay after work. I'm going to give you a hand. Right. give you him because Willie was known for just giving people meats from the various animals that he'd butcher. Just, just meats. He That's went it. as far as to butcher llamas. He went as far as to butcher emus. And like he would buy all these animals at auction. It's like exotic. the worst of the worst of them. Like the surplus animals covered in sores and just like ugh, awful. But he would, you know. He would I give scraped this meats. one off the highway. Yeah, I scraped this one off the highway. Willie's got the meats. He does. He does got the meats. And he would, you know, he would, he would butcher these animals and he would give people, you know, oh, here's a ham or here's a steak or whatever. Now this, this kid, he was working with some other kids and the kids were like, do not stay after work. Like, do not do that. He, there, nothing good will come of this. And the kid was like, well, you know, it's a free ham. What am I, how am I going to say no to a free ham? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so after work, he says, Willie, you, you promised me this ham. And Willie goes, you know, goes to the back and he comes out with this just mound of, viscera essentially and he he, yeah. he comes and he gives it to this kid and the kid had no idea what the fuck it was he knew it was no ham uh and he said it didn't look like brains but he oh. didn't know what it was it was not no, in any way shape or form ham so it's so gross that. i just think it's weird that he handed it like here you go like, oh, and that's what he no would do. Wrapping, no wrapping, no, no bag, wrapping, nothing. nothing. When he slaughtered an animal, he would just give you, here you go, put it in your pocket and go on. Just, just, just carry it home. Yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm again, in no way am I kidding about this. This is yeah. all very no, like, it's, true. It's very true. He was, he was a filthy person who used filthy like techniques and like he just dumped shit. Yeah. No, no bag, no, no bag, no plastic, Didn't no tin foil. butcher paper, nothing. Yeah. There was nothing good about Willie Picton. He, he would a, remove he, it from the hog and then slap it in your hands. Yeah, he would. He would literally just hand you like a slab of Puss whatever he happens to be bu- butchering, which was oftentimes piggy. Um, not piggy. It was oftentimes like diseased emu or well, diseased yeah, was, llamas diseased or diseased animals. chickens or diseased whatever he could get his fucking hands on because yeah, he was just lowest obsessed. Of the low. He's obsessed at that point with butchering. And that's, that's how he got through the day essentially. Mm-hmm. And he kept his mom's business up. Actually, he kept the meat freezers and he still mm-hmm. kept people's meats and stuff, you know, in the, in the freezers, but he also had his shit in the freezers, oh, God. probably literally his shit in the freezer. Can you, can you not put mine next to yours? Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, all of this to say the, um, <laughs> a little bit of maggots never hurt anybody. Yeah, no way. What are you worried about maggots for, man? Extra proteins. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 
all of this to say is Willie's time as a butcher um, over, you know, w- would lead him over the course of five years to getting away with the murders of 49 women mm-hmm. from the east down to sound uh, side mm-hmm. of Vancouver. Um, and it was that and, you know, horrific police work done by them. I mean, like, right. so bad. It's like, you're going to probably think it's like we're being dramatic. But like, no, the police it was, were, <laughs> they didn't the, care. The police work done during the Robert Picton time was like so bad. It's, it's like embarrassingly bad. Okay. It's definitely a stain on the record of the police department out there. And, like, and we're not talking just, about the, the Royal Mounted Canadian police. Is that what it is? Royal Mounted something? Yeah, I think that's the, the Mounties. Which is the actual, the Canadian FBI, basically, the Mounties. Right, the Mounties. But yeah, so it just, oh, oh, just like, it's so bad that it like makes me like angry. But we're yeah, going to talk I more just, about that in, care. in the next episode. Ugh. Now, Dave mm-hmm. was known as Piggy. Behind his back. Everybody called him Piggy because he was from the Picton farm. So in 1996, Dave and Willie decided to establish a charity uh, in the family's old fucking slaughterhouse. Yeah. Called the Piggy Palace Good Times Society. (laughs) How you could think that was a good idea. You must be a Picton if you thought it was a good idea. It'd be great. It's a spooky vibe. It'll be like Halloween every day. Mm. I mean, like this, I'm not even joking. This slaughterhouse still had blood from like recently yeah, slaughtered blood pigs. Blood on the floors, hooks hanging from the ceiling. Like this shit was lit. Yeah. No, it was, it was gnarly as fuck. Uh, it sounds like Happy Simple Burger Farm. It does. <laughs> a it does. little bit. It's definitely like eking into that territory. That's what that game was based on. <laughs> I'm sure part of it, partly. Like I'm, I'm almost sure that some of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, you know, but it wasn't, you know, oh, because it actually, it would have to partly be like no, I don't know, maybe design. No, it came out prior. Did it? It came out prior to the mm. Willie Picton murders. Interesting. Willie Picton murders happened in the '90s. Texas Chainsaw was like 1974, <laughs> so maybe these people were just inspired. Um, <laughs> but you know, they they went on to make their slaughterhouse into the Piggy Palace Good Time Society, and they would hold mm-hmm. parties. Of like these epic proportions, thousands yeah. of people would show up. I believe at the one point the highest pa- uh, amount of people there was like eighteen hundred and fifty, mm. uh, and they would have bands play, and they had all these things, and and they were under a ruse of being a charitable society. They said, "Oh, the money from the proceeds go to the charity of our choice." And Dave oh. and Willie obviously were big fucking pieces of shit, so they didn't right. know they were what pocketing good, it. What a good place is to give the money, and of course they were pocketing. Yeah. And then they ran a chop shop for the fucking Hells Angels. Yeah. And and all of this they got away with, like, completely. Like, well, it's because there was just time. no care. They were like, ah, no, nah, they're just good guys. They smell a little bad, but they're good guys. Oh, they're good guys. They're, you know, Willie, he, he likes slaughter. He, you know, he gave me a ham the other day. I don't think it was a ham, though. When I started <laughs> cooking it, it, I started popping. But, you know, it was, it was a little ham. It oozed it's some, some weird sort of yellow shit. substance. But, you know, he gave it to me. He must be a pretty nice guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, that old Willie Picton. Needless to say, not very good folks. But, you know, it was still a charity. They established it as a charity. And, um, well, while it may have been strange, it was a rager. People would go every weekend to to the, the Piggy Palace Good Time Society's parties. Now, what actually happened at these parties 
was drug and alcohol-fueled rave shows, parties, like gang. Okay, hold on, hold on. Your discretion is, is advised. I'm going to say that again. Gang rapes would go on. Sexual assault would happen. Like the worst of the worst of the criminal underworld of Vancouver would find their way to the Piggy Palace Good Times Society. I mean, if you do enough um, drugs, or just you to the to forget Palace. that hundreds of thousands of pigs died there. Yeah, they don't give a shit. I mean, people probably liked that. Um, but, you know, as again, attended by Hell's Angels, drug addicts, mm-hmm. and particularly... It was a bad place. Yeah. It was, it was mainly attended by a lot of sex workers, mm-hmm. specifically from the Low Track. Yeah. Now, the Low Track was an area, a 10-block strip in east downtown Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what Skid Row is. Right. It's like Skid Row amplified to like the utmost degree. I think they it's both bad. like one fourth of all the HIV cases in North America. I didn't think a place like this could exist in Canada. <laughs> I didn't either. i to be completely honest with you. I had no clue that this was even possible. When I learned about Low Track, I was like, oh God. I thought Canada was like a bright, beautiful wonderland, but no. It's it's not all Tim Hortons and maple syrup. <laughs> it's not all Tim Hortons and maple syrupy and Linus Tech Tips. And Linus Tech Tips. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, uh, a lot of the sex workers would show up from mm-hmm. uh, the low track area. Now, yeah. who was in charge of bringing the sex workers to the parties? None other than Willie Picton. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie, we're going to get a lot more into that next episode. He's so fucked up. He's so oh, bad. God. It is just, it's going to, mm, it's going to turn your stomachs. I promise you that. Yeah. Now, Willie spent it's a lot of time in that area, as is, mm-hmm. because the rendering plant where he would take his animals' remains and get them turned into gelatin and all that kind of shit for sure. celebrities to put on their faces and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, the buttholes of pigs and shit. Uh, if it's not a hot dog, mm. it's a makeup. Um, mm. <clears throat> delicious. Uh, was not too far from the low track area. Right. So Willie obviously spent a lot of time spent there. Some time down there. Yeah. And, and the, the, hold on the, uh, what is it? What the fuck did I just call it? The rendering plant was called West right. coast. I told you earlier. It God was. Damn it. I forgot. I spaced it West, <laughs> West Coast, Coast something. Renderings or something. I'll have that yeah. nailed down. But anyway, Willie was also somebody who never did any sort of drugs or drinking in his life. The most Willie ever did was he smoked a cigarette at the age of 12. His mom, his Louise, most redeeming feature, I guess. <laughs> right. His mom, Louise, was like, you know what? You better smoke an entire cigar and inhale it. And that's he broke that. He broke that real fast when he had to do that. Yeah. Now... Again, he never did any sort of drugs, drinking, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Matt and the radio should have been off. God damn it. It should be on. Or it should be off. Is it still on? on? Yeah, I'm fucking... Yeah, it's still on. Son of a bitch. Hold on a second. We'll just take a minute and wait here. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to just take Don't a forget, guys. Wait. Sound alerts. Don't use them. Just don't use them. Yeah, just don't use the channel points while we're doing the podcast. We'd definitely appreciate it. Uh, where is it? They should all be disabled, and if they're not disabled and you find them, they will be disabled, so. Yeah, but also just don't use them, because, you know, we're yeah. requesting you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where the fuck is Matt in the radio? Because remember, since we're waiting for this, 
Uh, all of this stuff gets uploaded to podcasts and every single podcasting platform out there, as well as YouTube. Exclamation point. YouTube takes you to the Tech Mess YouTube, and there is a link to go to the Morbid Message Mondays YouTube. You're fucking killing me right now. It's, yeah, I'm getting a burger right now. <laughs> all right, I'm out of. You sick fucker. I'm out of radio now. You sick fucker. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Might as well use it while I got it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Willie was uh, tasked with recruiting the women to the Piggy Palace parties. And it was at that time mm. that there was a sharp increase in women's, dis- women's disappearance. God damn it. Let me try that again. And it was at that time that there was a sharp increase in women's disappearances from the low track area. Much better, much better. And that is where we will pick up for part two of the pig farm killer. It gets so much fucking worse. Oh my it God, gets it gets so, so much worse. Oh, next week is going to be so fucking disgusting. I mean, it's like we, the worst of the worst. We're like, probably just going to have to put a banner that says viewer discretion is advised because like, it it's a lot. It is horrible, lot. horrible stuff. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, it's going to get so much fucking worse. Like... Yeah. Oh, and, and if you have any sort of like, if you believe that the police can do good things, these police cannot. This, this is the most infuriating case of like horrific investigation that I've ever heard. Oh, mm-hmm. God damn it. It gets bad. It gets bad. Hope- like this one was all the filthiness. This is the filthiness. This is like, you know, the, the, the actual up of morbidness is yes. next week. Oh God! <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I don't think we're gonna get away with just two parts. This is gonna be busy. It's gonna have to be three parts. There's no way. Maybe four. It could. Maybe. It could be four. Could I be. mean, it's fucked. There's could so be. much here because this trial was fucking not like it's just insane. Mm-hmm. There's so much to go through. And again, we are gonna be coming back next week with the pig farm killer part yes. two. Part two. But folks, I hope you enjoyed that episode of uh, Morbid Message Monday, our first ever serial killer episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited to is, do more. It is our first serial killer. Hell yeah. Everything Hell else we've yeah. done is mostly, we've done mostly paranormal stuff. We have. We've done a lot of paranormal. Yeah. Mainly paranormal, actually. Alien stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of paranormal. We like But it. man, I'm super stoked. Matt and his 383 great podcast, but holy fuck. God, it makes me so happy. Like, I know that's probably horrible to hear, but like, I was really worried about being able to like portray this story in the correct manner. That's bad, man. You know, shit. <laughs> so uh, that does make me happy. Now, I'd like to direct every single person in here. You're probably already there, but the Discord. Yes. Join the Discord, the Messonites yes. Meeting Grounds, um, because that is where you can drop your ideas for future podcasts or future mm-hmm. serial killers that you'd like us to go over. We can't guarantee that or we will talk about the future but. spooky concepts. Sp- future spooky concepts. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you got? Oh man, I'm just I'm high on the serial killer life right now because this Robert Picton shit. Is no, just... it's good. It's good. It's good. Maybe we'll just do a series for a couple of weeks on like serial killers. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I would like to direct you all to the Discord, and I'd also mm-hmm. like to direct you to the socials. Uh, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hover, Expand. If there's a platform we're not on, a... I'd be surprised at this point, aside from Snapchat, because I refuse to take part in it. Yeah, we won't fucking Snapchat. Get the fuck out of here. No Snapchat. But you're hungry? Uh, you want God. some some bacon? Do you want some not ham from Willie Picton's fucking <laughs> some stinky pile? bacon? 
Anyway, folks, I hope you have a great day, night, evening, whatever it happens to be that you're having. And well, I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. This is not Matt. What? I was reading chat. This is not new. This is not new. (laughs) I got distracted. I was reading chat. I hope you have a great day or night or evening or whatever it happens to be that you're having, kindly viewer. And well... Goodbye.